And we're back. It's going to be episode two. I'm going to be talking about alcohol. So, alcohol is, I mean, something most of us have experienced throughout our lives. Um, as of today, I am 312 days sober. Quit at the end of last year. I didn't do any AA meetings, didn't do any of that. I just stopped. And I believe, I don't know, I think most people can just stop. It has to do with, I mean, you know, I could ask myself, really, what has it done for me? Is it doing anything for me? It's like, no, it, it hasn't. It never has. I've been drinking since I was 18. Stopped at one point back in 2015 for like half a year and then just heavily got back into it up until the end of yet yeah, last year. So... Yeah, and I came to the point where the desire for the out getting alcohol and drinking literally died in me. Like it's dead and it's never coming back. Basically because I looked back on my own life uh, to the last five, ten years you know, 10, 10 years. And I wanted to think to myself, what, how would it have went for me in relationships, friendships, work, daily life, the gym, whatever it is, how would it have been had I not drank at all? And by that extension, what would my life be like right now? And the answer is vastly different than the way my life is right now. So, so you know, realizing that, and that being said, I think that the next exercise basically is I look to the future. You know, five years down the road, 10 years down the road. I'm 35 now. What am I want my life to be like when I'm 45? Is continuing to drink on my days off and go out to bars and clubs going to help me get a better life? Is it going to do anything for me? Well, no. Because it hasn't in the past. So it never will.
It's like, if I didn't drink for the next 10 years, wow, like my life in when I'm 45 could be amazingly better and different than it is now. It just, and the time, the more time you don't drink, the compounding effect of that, you pick up more hobbies, like you put more time and effort into those hobbies. You could read more. You could join groups with other people. You could learn a musical instrument. You could do anything you want. You know, it's a compounding effect and it. 10 years down the road, yeah, you could have an amazing life, but alcohol is never going to help you achieve that. It's always going to hold you back and chain you down. So that I was, I was done and that the desire to have any alcohol just died and I quit. And it's kind of interesting because like sometimes people are drinking heavy and then they quit. Uh, there's a, you know, a concern with that for their health, you know, and they might get alcohol, a little bit of sickness withdrawal or stuff. I didn't get any of that. None. For me personally, I believe that that's because in my mind, I killed the desire to do it. And yeah, I didn't have any withdrawals ever. I think a lot of people can just quit like that and not have an issue. It has to do with your mindset and how you think about it, you know. Um, or replace it with something better for yourself or something different, you know. You know, pick up a different habit that you're replacing it with, like drink sparkling water. If you want the carbonation, you know, some people like the carbonation of beer, whatever. It just, hey, sparkling water's not bad for you. It's got zero calories. It's flavored. There's so many different kinds of it. I would not recommend getting soda or, you know, those kind of things. Or, or drink tea. Some people, I replace it with tea. Tea is great for you. Even coffee. But, you know, you don't want too much caffeine consumption. I think uh, nowadays there's in oh, some air states or cities have started to legalize other substances that can most definitely help people quit drinking, I believe, quit alcoholism. Psilocybin is one. Um, you know, those ketamine therapy things is another. Um, whether it's or mescaline, these are all substances that, yeah, they can. I think they can help people with addiction a lot. Um, I wish they'd be legal in more states, you know, but yeah, you know, they're they're not because the pharmaceutical company industry doesn't, you know, they don't want that. They want to sell people their pills and their antidepressants and crap. I used to live in Oregon where, yeah, I voted for the decriminalization of it. I don't know that they're, you know, 
doing the best job with it in that state, but I, at least it was decriminalized. But. Yeah, it's just, you know, alcohol. It, you know, for one thing, your sleep is going to vastly improve. And that was a big factor of it, too, for me. It was like, I just want a better sleep. You know, and that sleeping like shit. Um, toss and turn, you know, like, and then I have to work, wake up early for work and you deal with a hangover the next day and you puke or whatever it is, you know, it's just, it's not good. It affects your weight too, men and women. You know, like I, what my weight was 220 and now I'm down to 189. So, and that's alcohol weight that's come off. So, you know, a couple more months and I'll be back to my ideal weight of about 170 that I used to weigh in 2015. So, I just don't see, I, I stopped seeing an upside to it. And, you know, I suppose some people, they drink in public settings because of anxiety, but I don't know, man. It's just, don't, then maybe that's your own body telling you something. Maybe you shouldn't be in that setting if it's settings giving you anxiety. You know, you shouldn't be ingesting a substance that's poison, basically just to cope with this situation that maybe you really shouldn't be in because you have anxiety about it. Another substance I think it can help a lot of people with alcoholism and opioid withdrawal would be uh, Kratom. Um, it gets a lot of, I think it gets a lot of bad rep recently and it's illegal in most states yeah but it's within a lot of these things you know there is people who abuse it you know sure that happens but hey there's people that abuse alcohol too and it's fully legal there's people that abuse cigarettes there's people that abuse tylenol painkillers caffeine you know you should you're supposed to be an adult about it that's the whole point i thought you know so but yeah i think the kratom um it can be i think very helpful for somebody trying to quit alcohol try and take some of that when you feel like you need the drink or something and yeah you're not really going to want to drink the same thing with psychedelics, you know, people who take a psychedelic, they, they don't want to drink afterwards. You know, I've seen some positive trends recently, especially with uh, the younger Gen Z. They're not drinking much anymore. Like, it's... They don't seem to have been drinking. There's a lot of like articles and statistics about this. 
not nearly as much as millennials, Gen Xers before them. Yeah, Arvajensky is skipping alcohol on dates. Yeah. Of course, they may, on the flip side, be really into marijuana um, or, you know, the cannabis thing, which I, I don't smoke. You know, I never, I tried it years ago. It just wasn't for me. Like, I don't know. But I still agree with the fact that it should be legal with other things. So, you know, let people do it. You know, that's... And the cannabis thing is... It's like... I had roommates in the past that were just... You know, they couldn't go to sleep without smoking. And I was like, damn, like that seems like if you can't go to sleep unless you hit your bong or, you know, your joint or vape, whatever the hell it is, like that's a little crazy. But, you know, there's people that can't stand going past, you know, three in the afternoon without, you know, drinking. So I guess that's the same thing. But yeah, I mean, alcohol, you know, ask yourself, you know, what has it done for you? What has it done for you in your life up to this point? Is there really a lot of good things that has come from it? I'm willing to bet the answer is no. If there are good things, it's very few. Like, I don't think too many people, like, get wasted, go out and pick somebody up at a bar and sleep with them and then are like super happy about outcome the next day men and women i just no i don't buy that they're like in their gut and in their heart they thought that was a good thing you know and like bars and nightclubs it's just they're they're not places nowadays that is good to meet people anyways you know they, it may have been in the past that might have been a thing like 15 20 years ago you could still like go to bars people people might meet and get married from that sure i just don't think that's happening anymore Those people are just going to bars to get free drinks or buy people free drinks in the hope of so of getting them back to their place or they just go out with their friends to post on social media stories, basically. So why even go? You know, I don't go anymore. Like I stopped. Uh, and, you know, for anybody who wants a more, a very well broken down, more technical podcast episode about Alcohol is Andrew Huberman's episode on it is fantastic. Yeah, because he's 
actual scientist breaking down all the bad stuff about it. You know, you listen to that episode. It's the called Huberman Huberman Labs is the podcast. Uh, yeah, it's fantastic. Me, I'm just a millennial truck driver, so I'm definitely not a doctor, but I can talk about my own experience and yeah, how it changed me and how it just doesn't do anything for me anymore. So, that just the money you would save, you would have saved had not, you know, spent so much of it on alcohol as you could, you know, probably buy a new car nowadays. Yeah, I just think about what it's done for you and if you keep doing it, what it will do for you, you know, what will your life will look like. I think that's a good exercise to help yourself get out of the desire to keep drinking at all. And I'm I'm not here to bash on AA stuff. Like I, I'm sure it, it helps a lot of people. I just don't agree with the thinking that that practice has of you're saying you are powerless to this substance. Like you, like this person who's an addict, like they can't help it. Like they're a victim to it. Like they, it has power over them. I wholeheartedly disagree with that. I don't like that mentality. I don't like that way of thinking. You know, you should have the power in yourself to decide what's best for you and what you know is good. Like, I, no, you should be more powerful than this poisonous substance. I don't, that's what I don't agree with AA. I don't agree with that mindset and way of thinking that You know, so certain chemical substances, whatever it is, has power over you as a adult human being. You know, the most smartest creatures on this planet, and oh, this substance has we're powerless to it. No, I think that's BS. There's a good book too about quitting alcohol without. Um, doing any AA thing. I listened to it years ago and it helped me at the time, but it's called uh, This Naked Mind is the name of the book. I'm going to get out like a list to typed out and put on the show notes or something about the, what I think the, like the best audio books for millennials to listen to is.
pretty sure it was called, yeah, it is called This Naked Mind by Annie Grace. It's a, it's a great book. Something that definitely is a good idea, too, is get yourself in like an Audible subscription. You get one book, audiobook a month, but it doesn't matter what it costs. Because some audiobooks can be like $25, but it's just straight like 15 bucks a month. So it's a pretty good deal. There's just so much other stuff that you do with free time and your time off to better your life than drink, you know. You could, you know, find some good books to read at your local Barnes & Noble or your, your library. If you don't have a pet or a dog, get a dog. You know, take them out to the parks and stuff, you know. Heck, take up knitting or crocheting. You know, make yourself, learn how to do that. Make yourself a hat or a scarf, you know. It's not that hard. It's easy to do. It's another skill, hobby to learn. Or like I said, you know, you don't have much money. Yeah, they got like instruments at your local pawn shop. Go find an instrument, you know. YouTube's there. So many self-teaching videos on YouTube to help people learn how to play an instrument. It's something that seems like not too many young people are doing anymore. Start a podcast. You know, a YouTube channel. Take up woodworking. You know, there's... Get a bike, ride your bike on the road, join a bike club. There's just so much stuff that could be done. You know, I had a coworker not too long ago that was, he was straight alcoholic and his comment to me would always be like there's just nothing to do it's like what do you do when you're off like there's just nothing to do and he had a couple kids and i'm like dude what are you talking about there's nothing to do like you have kids you know spend time with them take them fishing like i mean there's like geez but that's you know, alcoholic mindset is just sit around and drink and play video games or whatever it is. You know, it's crazy. Hey, if it's spring and summer, start a little garden. You don't have to have property to have some garden plants. They got pots and dirt at Home Depot cheap. You grow yourself some lettuce and tomatoes. Get some house plants. Fuck, do a puzzle. You know, it's just <laughs> the amount of things that could be done on free time other than drink, and they were all good for you. Is endless list. So the list is endless. You know, peer pressure is another thing that I guess is, you know, forces a lot of people, it seems like, to keep drinking. It's like, how I deal with that, somebody asked me, I'm like, nah, I'm sober. 
if you say you're sober, it I think it puts a nail in that argument a lot better than just saying, oh, no, I'm trying to quit, or like, no, I quit. And, you know, oh, why is that? Why are you? And this is just your response. My response is, well, it doesn't do anything for me. So I don't do it. I mean, if people have a problem with that, then maybe you shouldn't be around those people. And that's the thing, too. People who get sober and stop drinking, a lot of times people who they thought were their friends aren't really your friends. That changes. You lose contact with those people. Well, then they weren't really friends anyways. And deep down, you know that. Anybody who's not happy and supportive for you doing something that is good for yourself and your life is not a friend, period. You know, and the AA meetings, and maybe that's a, some good things about those things, is you you could probably make friends through those meetings, you know, meet people. But I, and again, I just don't like that thinking of that you're powerless to this alcohol, and that's why you, yeah, I just, I don't agree with that. No, you, you are the one with the power. You have, you have power to say, I'm done with this. Not to mention the, you know, amount of relationships and families that are get destroyed by the substance is insane, you know. And then people drive on it and, you know, we all know what happens in there. You know, it's... People lose licenses. Hey, people get killed. It's, like, not good. So, it's crazy sometimes thinking that this, a substance like that, is legal in the entire country, but marijuana's not, you know, psilocybin's not, ketamine's not, fuck, even, you know, things like LSD, you know, mescaline, those things are not, oh no, those are bad. But, you know, the pills are okay, yeah, take the pills, right, Yeah, I mean, that's my thinking on it. That's kind of my backstory. You know, end of the year will be a year. And, you know, I just don't desire it all anymore. Um, Again, yeah, Andrew Huberman's episode on alcohol is great. Uh, Chris Williamson's Modern Wisdom podcast. I believe he's had some episodes also talking about it. Um, yeah, so. A little shorter episode today. just wanted to talk about alcohol for about 30 minutes. You know, that's my thinking on it. 
All right. Well, see you guys next time.